0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Between the Scares, a podcast that is looking at all of the Bloomhouse Productions films, for better or for worse. Uh, I am your host, Jason Soto, and I'm joined by my awesome co-host,
1: Lisa Leahy, who is really appreciative of that for better or for worse joke you
0: just made. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well played,
2: sir. Well played.
0: Hey, I, 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 I'm not around just for my pretty face. I, I have to... Do some kind of heavy lifting when it comes to the comedy. How are you doing?
1: Wait, 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 wait! Heavy lifting? You mean I'm not holding up my end of the bargain? <laughs> no, no, you're
0: doing, you're doing, you're doing, you're, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You are doing okay. fantastic.
1: Okay, good. to know. You
0: are doing good. How are you doing, Lisa?
1: I'm doing pretty well. It's kind of a eh, cloudy day over here on the mm. east coast, but uh, mm. I can deal with some low 70s temperatures. I'm not a summer girl.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Um, I mean,
1: I know summer is wedding season and all true wedge in another really bad. Let's just, let's just get uh, them all done. We We should have, get them all out there.
0: We should have done this back in June. (laughs) Um, before we do get into the, the movie, uh, we do have an announcement. We have an announcement. Uh, since we've last, uh, me and you have last talked, uh, you've launched your podcast.
1: I got my act together.
0: Yes, the I the Siblist. Yes, have
1: launched the Sib List Yes, thank you for bringing it up.
0: Hey, I gotta do some promotion here.
1: That's pretty cool. Uh,
0: so yeah, tell everyone what it's about. What you guys do?
1: So the Siblist is my brother and me, uh, both movie nerds, brought up in a family with uh, parents who loved movies of their own sort of preferences. It was interesting because they never really overlapped much. Uh, And we started up the Sib List, which is based in four different lists, and everything is random. We uh, choose based off a wheel, you know, and so we've got the new release category. We have the fill-in filmography poster from PopChart, which has 1,500 movies that we could be choosing from. And then Mark and I have each developed our own list of movies that we call the List of Doom And these are movies that he and I have been avoiding for one reason or another, really don't particularly want to watch. And Hmm. we are willing to sacrifice ourselves for the good of podcasting. So uh, we launched uh, an introductory episode, so we call it 0.1, Getting to Know Us. And then this past week we launched the first formal episode for which we watched the 1985 fantasy Ladyhawk. Yes. So it was kind of cool because neither of us had seen it before.
0: Yes, and I actually gave it a listen actually earlier today and it was uh it was a really good discussion. I liked I liked hearing you guys uh talk about it, talk about the movie, talk about growing up and all that c- cool stuff. That was uh uh really cool. So uh yeah. Uh I appreciate awesome job. That.
1: Thank you. Cuz I mean, you know podcasts once they get started, they kind of take a while to find their flow. So yeah. Anybody who's listening to the first few episodes of a of a new show, I really appreciate you because <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to get going.
0: It that is true. I will I will say that yes. Uh, so if you want to check that out, uh, you can go to rabbitholepodcast.com dot and you can check that out and all the other shows uh, under the Rabbit Hole Podcast banner. We have um, quite a
1: family going. Now. We
0: do. Yes, we got we got a lot. We got a lot, and it's. Continuing to grow. That's all I'm going to say. It. There might be a couple more coming out down the pipeline. So woop, woop. keep an, keep an eye, eye out, or is it ear out? What should I say? Should I keep say an ear eye out? You well, were right the first time. Well, no, but you're not. It's it's an audio thing, so you're not really watching no, that's anything. that's
1: true. Well, you keep an ear to the ground and you all keep right. an eye out. So okay. that's how the idioms right. work.
0: Sure. What'd you call me? <laughs> Wait, what'd you call me? Man, I thought we were Idiom. friends, Lisa.
1: It's the English thing.
0: Man, my God! You think Sorry. you know somebody? Uh, All right. Well, your punishment is this movie. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, last episode we we were happy. We dived into a paranormal activity, and we were like, "Yes, finally, horror! This is why we started this podcast. We wanted to get into the nitty gritty, the horror stuff, because Jason Bloom and Bloomhouse Productions—they're known for horror stuff." But then after Paranormal Activity, he's like, no, actually, I think I got a romantic comedy inside of me. So uh, let's get uh, Uma Thurman and the guy who looks like Javier Bardem to uh, be in this. and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. <laughs> and <laughs> let, does he not look like Javier Bardem? Like,
1: he does. He definitely does. Okay. You're not
0: wrong. Let's take a look at the trailer for The Accidental Husband. next caller
2: every day millions of people listen to her if you keep searching for prince charming sure to get burned are you saying i should call off the wedding but when the love doctor ruined his life patrick it's over
1: don't do that sir please come out here so we
2: can talk no 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 not you sir you can put your hands down firemen we don't arrest people Patrick didn't get mad. You see the love doctor's running plans? Yeah, who in the right mind's going to marry a woman like that? He got married. Oh, no. I thought you just wanted a little payback. (laughs) I'm married. (laughs) I'm what?
1: Already married.
2: How do we fix this? Excuse me. Hello? (laughs) We are the innocent victims of a glitch. Hey, hey, everybody. We got a bride in our midst. Now. Oh, you're a fireman. Indeed I am. I always liked you guys. He'll turn up the heat. Me. How, how did you two meet? You
1: ladies ever heard of pro wrestling?
2: Stop <laughs> and show this expert. What is happiness anyway? Tell me you wrote the book. That love is no accident. It's starting to grow on. No, no. No growing. Not on my watch. Uma thurman. Colin Firth. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. New York City Fire oh. Department, ladies and gentlemen. Official business. Please exit oh. the elevator. I'm going to have to ask you to What you doing, immediately. The Accidental Husband.
0: Stop it. Stop it now, please. Okay, so, um, Lisa, I don't know if you knew this about me or not, but I'm not a huge fan of rom-coms. You're not? No.
1: I, I figured you were with the number of them you keep making me watch.
0: I know you would think so, right? You would you you totally would think like this guy has a thing for thought he was a horror guy. What the fuck's all these romantic comedy? Um, but no, I'm not I am not a fan of the uh romance of the rom coms, if you will, as, as they're they're known. Um, there's there's maybe like a very tiny handful that I'm a fan of
1: some out there that are good there are some really good movies out there that ca- that are under the the guise of not the guys under the category of romantic comedy
0: like i can watch pretty woman and be like yeah this is entertaining
1: that's a great movie yeah i, stand I can, by. i stand by pretty woman I can
0: I can, I can I can i can be down with that now i have a guilty pleasure that i admit is probably terrible but i love the fucking movie to death because of how wacky it is and it's where the heart is Oh, is that the um is that actually Judd? Uh she is in it. Yes, it's uh Naomi, uh, not Naomi. Natalie Portman and yeah. um yeah. It it uh, that is the wackiest fucking is that the movie. One? Yes.
1: Okay. Yes. That was it based is based on a
0: true story. It is one. so weird. It is weird. The it movie is fucking so. weird. <laughs> And uh, like no one talks about how weird it is. They just like, yeah, it's a Walmart movie. But no, it's fucking weird. <laughs> and I love it. I love how weird it is.
1: Oh yeah, that was, <laughs> is that, was that a rom com though?
0: Uh, well, what else would it be?
1: I don't know. I can't I mean, remember. I don't remember anything about it. Was it, there was a guy involved?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. It was. Uh, just, uh, oh, this worked really off. You really don't want to talk about this movie. Okay, fine. No, I, I don't <laughs> No, no, I did. Okay, really quickly, here's what the plot of Where the Heart Is about. Well, Na- no, Natalie, Natalie Portman, she's pregnant she's, pregnant, she's pregnant, engaged to this guy. They stop off at Walmart. The guy ditches her at the Walmart. Right. He goes off and has his own adventure, becoming a country music star. Uh, she, meanwhile, stays in his tiniest town, like in Arkansas, I think. and. Oh, really? Oh, I don't know how you knew that. I got
1: the IMDB page up. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> I All right. And so then she just ends up living in this small town, raising this kid, and right. then weird shit happens. Like, okay. the kid keeps getting, like, uh, like every five years or something the kid keeps getting kidnapped or something somebody like fucks on a kitchen table there's like a tornado uh you got the the guy from uh, american beauty he's his librarian taking care of his sick mom that's the that's the love interest um meanwhile you got the country music guy like having his own series of adventures and he gets popular and then he gets sued and he goes to prison and then he loses an A leg, I think, or an arm, or something, on a train track. Like, ah, it's wacky as fuck. You, everyone, just go watch where the heart is. (laughs) When you don't listen to this podcast, go check out where the heart is. You will not regret it. Now, as for this movie, (laughs) back to Accidental Husband. So, I got a story about this. About this. Yeah. Uh, A few months ago, I came up with the idea for this podcast, and I didn't have Lisa for the host for the co-host yet. I just had the idea. And um, I was talking to this other guy, and I said to him, "Hey, do you want to do this Bloomhouse thing with me?" And he's like, "Yeah, that sounds like cool. Sounds fun. What, what's you know, what's the first movie?" So I went and googled. I literally googled uh, Bloomhouse Productions like movies in order or something like. I can't remember exactly what I typed, something like that. And it took me to this website, and this website lists this movie has the first movie he produced. Which wow. has, as you know now, we're six episodes deep into this. That is not true. So I'm like, okay, 2009. That seems kind of weird. But then Paranormal Activity was also 2009. So I guess that makes sense. So I was like, all right. So I told the guy, I was like, hey, it's this movie called Accidental Husband. I'm going to watch it tonight. Uh, then we'll figure out a date to record. I watched it. I was like, huh, that's a movie. Uh, got back with him, and then this is when this is the reason why this guy is on this podcast. He kind of flaked on me, <laughs> and uh, that I won't get into why I, there's a no whole other reason why I distanced myself from that guy. But then I did more research, and I found out, oh, that's wrong. This is like the sixth movie he produced. Then I asked Lisa, and then here we are. So, here we are. Here we are. So, what is this movie about? I mean, it's it's like every – it is literally like every rom-com that exists almost. It's even in like New York City. I, mean,
1: I would argue that this – this is like somebody who said, hey, every rom com's the same. I can write one of those and wrote this. Yeah. Because this is even insulting to the cheesy rom-coms that I keep, are out there.
0: I keep bringing up other movies, but did you ever see the, the one called uh, They Came Together? No. It's a it's a spoof of uh, rom-coms done by, um, oh okay, Michael Eden Black and uh, Michael Showalter from the State.
1: Oh, see, they're smart though.
0: On David Wayne, that's who it is. David Wayne, he did like the uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. Movies like so they made a rom-com parody called They Came Together. It's pretty much this movie, like almost exact. Like
1: this movie, like this, they came together has a cast that makes me go, all right, I might actually watch that.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, this has Uma Thurman.
1: Yeah. And I mean, this, the cast here, this movie should have been better because you've got Uma Thurman, you've got Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Mm -hmm. you've got Colin Firth. Mm -hmm. This movie should be better. And Isabella really Rossellini's in not. I don't know if the good parts of this movie ended up on the cutting room floor or what, but this just, this does not work for me.
0: <laughs> so, okay, um, here's the plot. Let me just quickly go through the plot here. So, If you must. So, uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan plays Patrick. He's a firefighter in New York City, and he's about to get married. Uh, his fiance uh, calls into a love advice the show.
1: Justina Machado, another one who's amazing.
0: Oh. Love her. Okay. Cool. Sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> I I love that I have someone that knows stuff like that. That's cool. Um, she calls into a radio show hosted by Uman Thurman's character named uh Doctor Emma Lloyd, or Doctor Emma, if you will. Mm-hmm. And she gives the advice that if uh that maybe she should break up with her fiance and not go on with the marriage. And so uh she does that and Patrick gets upset. Uh, about this and tries to get back with, you know, like, like, you know, say, Hey, come on fiance, you know, let's, let's, let's not break up. And fiance is like, no, we're breaking up. We're done, whatever, whatever. So he blames the breakup on Dr. Emma. And he happens to know a like 13 year old hacker kid, like next door uh, who hacks into like the New York state uh, records department and uh, puts Dr. Emma has being married to Patrick. Which causes a problem because Dr. Emma is about to marry Colin Firth. <laughs> right. Richard. Okay, Richard, yes. I just like, yeah. And, like, Colin Firth is, like, the fiancé of choice in these kind of movies. Like, you have to wonder how many times he almost got married. <laughs> this is
1: what I'm saying. I mean, the man, he's an incredible actor. He's very talented. Mm-hmm. Um. You know he is the mr darcy like i am not a jane austen fan i don't care for pride and prejudice Mm -hmm. but the man in the bbc miniseries of pride and prejudice the whole thing with him coming out of the the pond um i mean this is how colin firth if you'll allow me to digress for a moment sure so this is how colin firth came to be mark darcy in bridget jones's diary of the movie Because in the book and in the the column Bridget Jones's Jones's Diary, so, oh, forgive me because I'm going to do a couple of steps back here. So if you're familiar (laughs) at all with Sex in the City, Mm -hmm. Candace Bushnell had a column in a New York paper about this chick, Carrie Bradshaw, who wrote about Sex in the City. And it was very popular, so they decided to make it a book. The book was super popular, they decided to adapt it into a TV show. Mm -hmm. Bridget Jones is very similar. Because you have Bridget, uh, sorry, Helen Fielding who was writing a column for a British newspaper about this character Bridget Jones became very popular, became a book. So you read Bridget Jones's diary and it's a hilarious book. It's a wonderful book. Mm-hmm. And Bridget is obsessed with Pride and Prejudice and the BBC version. And she loves Colin Firth in this role and Uh blah, 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 blah. And she's got this guy, Mark, that, you know, is a pain in the neck. And Bridget Jones's diary is actually formatted as a kind of contemporary Pride and Prejudice, this idea of uh, the relationships and that kind of thing. So to get Colin Firth to play Mark Darcy in... Bridget Jones's Diary, the movie, was this wonderful meta thing because Bridget, in the book, lusts after Colin Firth as Mr. Darcy from Pride and Prejudice. So, like, you have this man who was in Shakespeare in Love. He was in Bridget Jones' Diary. He was in The Importance of Being Earnest. He was in Love Actually. You know, like, he's in quality, like, romantic films, and then he shows up in this thing. And it was like, did you lose a bet,
2: Colin?
0: What (laughs) happened? No, just someone just blared the rom-com alarm and he just came running. That's all it was. I
2: mean, like, the same year (laughs) was when they made the movie
1: version of Mamma Mia. yeah.
0: yeah, And,
1: I mean, that's a silly movie, but that's a better story. Like, this just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know if he was just saying yes to everything because the man made like five, four or five movies in 2008. So,
2: yeah, I, I don't mean,
1: know. I mean, he just he seems like an easygoing guy. Maybe he's like, yeah, this is fun. I can give you a couple of days for this movie. I, I don't know. I don't know.
0: So, you, you know what movie this kind of reminds me of? What? Do you, do you remember the 80s movie with uh, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hong called Overboard?
1: OK, Overboard is a fantastic movie. I will cut you if you no, no
0: Listen, no, but that do that they out. not seem similar? Are they not similar?
1: no they're not to me
0: to to me they are because it's it's a guy tricking a woman into thinking. She's married to him now, granted overboard it goes overboard with well, the whole thing right right her. right okay you, you gotta <laughs> you gotta use your imagination a little bit here. <laughs> I know you have an imagination, you read a lot, you gotta have an imagination I do <laughs> so you have to just kind of like 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 you know there's there's kind of similarities like you know in this movie, you know he doesn't put her through. A lot of torture. Like he kind of does a little bit. Like you know, she she goes to look for him to to get an annulment because they got a they got to sign annulment papers so she can marry Colin first Right. Uh, and then she finds him at a bar, and so he starts kind of like teasing her at the bar and makes her take shots and everything. Um, especially after she's like, "Oh, I can't, I don't drink, or I can't handle liquor or something."
1: Oh no, she <laughs> says she doesn't get drunk because yeah, that's it. What she does is if she recites the presidents in order. She won't get drunk. She won't get drunk. There's yeah. no logic to that whatsoever, and clearly it doesn't work.
0: No, it doesn't because she does so, get she does it, get wasted.
1: So dumb. So now she's just drunk so Now she's drunk.
0: Yeah, <laughs> which is impressive. Yes, I have to well, say. I
1: agree because I can't get very far, but I'm also not a history person.
0: Fair point. Um, so then I feel like it's like your typical rom-com after this, like, you know, she wakes up, they have to kind of, you know, he's, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to sign the the annulments, but then he's going to kind of, you know. He's going to drag it out. Play with her a little bit, yeah. She has to go to a cake tasting uh, appointment, and so he comes along, the people at the cake tasting thing, which includes Isabella Rosalini, by the way. Just yes. want to throw that out there. That was cool. Um. They all think that he's the uh, the one that's going to be marrying Emma, and so they kind of play with it. And so he makes up all these stories about how they met, and he starts like having like a grand time with it, and he's like livening up the place because it's all. Which like... I
1: gotta say is super cute. <clears throat> I do. The, I mean, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's charm mm-hmm. carries this entire film.
0: I, I will agree to that. Yes,
1: because he's a charming guy. I mean, yeah, he's he is, cool. He is, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's like that perfect blue collar cuddly guy you know and i think that he embodies a lot of those roles when he shows up in films and tv
0: but then this all kind of goes into like three's company wacky slapstick territory when we find out that isabella rosalini is married uh to this like very important uh guy that has something to do with Colin Firth's business.
1: He owns that publishing. He owns
0: company. Uh, yeah. He owns the publishing company, and they're gonna work on a deal to uh, to liquidate, liquidate it. Liquidate it, yeah. Uh, so now Jeffrey D. Morgan has to pretend to be Colin Firth um, because Cause they, already think, cause depends, they already think because they already yeah they already think that. Meanwhile, Colin Firth is just like in the background, like uh, what do I do? But then I like that doesn't that kind of fizzles out unless I'm misremembering. I feel like it just kind of ends there.
1: It, well, what happens is, so you have Isabella Rossellini who meets Emma at this cake tasting thing where Emma is there without Richard because he is unable. There ends up being a conflict. So she brings um, Patrick because she needs somebody there. And, wonderful, charming scene. And then what happens is when she goes to her book release party <clears throat> later that night with Richard, who is the publisher,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: there's no conflict of interest there whatsoever. Oh no. So she meets Isabella Rossellini in the ladies room Yep. and she says, Oh, I, you know, it was coincidence. It was wonderful. I made my husband come to the party because it was so charming to meet you. And I wanted him to meet Richard as well. And Yada, yada. So the husband has to meet the Richard Isabella Rossellini believes is Richard. Yeah. This means that we have to have Patrick, who – how does he even show up there? That I can't even remember, but he's He there. just shows
0: up. He, well, I think uh, – He I've...
1: shows up in a soccer – Costa, yeah, because he also Costa, teaches
0: soccer or coaches no, he soccer. soccer. Does he play? I thought he. Oh yeah, right. He does. I thought he coached it.
1: Yeah, just like a an intramural kind of league.
0: Okay, so yeah. Now
1: he has to pretend he's Richard. Yeah. For this guy Carl,
0: yeah.
1: and of course, you know, seamlessly manages to do this. Oh yeah. And they get invited to dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, Carl and Carl's wife are like, "Oh, you must come with us for dinner and get to know you better." And so, you know, actual Richard is like, well, you have to go through with it because you have to save my company.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because, obviously. And then, you know, she's sitting there at dinner and then you have this odd moment where it's this weird jumping around of trying to find a way to make this secondary plot fit.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: Patrick lives above an Indian restaurant. Indian
0: restaurant, restaurant Yeah.
1: With this wonderful Indian family, yep. um, RJ, the 13-year-old hacker, mm-hmm. um, his friend Deep, Deep's family, uh, Deep ends up being the notary that they need to see. It, it's this whole silly thing.
0: Yeah, but yeah. It, it
1: really kind of forced this wonderful Indian family in there, who, really, I'm not complaining because I love them. I think they're adorable. They were cool.
0: The family was cool. I kind of wish I focused on them a little bit more, honestly. That's what I'm
1: saying. It's like, <laughs> oh, here's the quirky side of the rom-com. Um, and I think what it's doing is sort of setting up a dichotomy of two different versions of New York, you know, like mm. Richard and the upscale and the Manhattan and Carl and publishing and the way Emma is in life and how she's got this white coat in these heels when she goes to find Patrick, who's a firefighter who lives. It, it looks like Queens or the Bronx or something. Yeah, too. yeah,
2: yeah. Um,
1: you know, he lives above this Indian restaurant, he hangs out at this, what appears to be like a dive bar, but it's probably like a firefighters kind of bar where he hangs out, a bunch of guys, day drinking, playing pool. She comes in all prim and proper (laughs) and, you know, in order for the real her to come out, we have to get her drunk. That's a whole other problem. Um, (laughs) But this whole idea of, you know, like we're gonna bring these two worlds together and she's going to see that he's not just some schlub, you know, like firefighter
0: you know, guy. Family.
1: Yeah. And, you know, so they leave the fancy dinner
0: and they go to this, this um Indian. I, I don't know it's what it's like, called. I don't know. I'm I'm very ignorant when it comes to other cultures. I apologize. So I, got you. I looked. It up. <clears throat> OK, I got
1: you. so they leave the party because what happens is, quote unquote, Richard, actually, Patrick, Shows up at this fancy dinner and says, hey, I'd love to stay. The reason I'm late is because I have a previous engagement and family comes first. Well, of course, they love that and they all go with him to this party, yep. which is and unfortunately, I'm probably going to mispronounce it. But uh, an upanayam, upanayam, something like that. All it's right. a rite of passage for, <clears throat> for Indian boys. Yes. Um, it's kind of like a bar mitzvah.
0: Yeah, right. like an Indian bar mitzvah. Yeah, that's and probably a good way to put of it.
1: Like that, if you allow me to sort of bastardize the two of them. Um, and I I don't think it's a disrespectful con- comparison. No, but
0: I, I think it's I think it's decent.
1: I think as Americans we're more familiar with bar mitzvah than we are with yeah, mitzvah, which is a shame. And
0: it looked like a good time.
1: It absolutely it was like there a was There was
0: colorful. There was yeah. confetti. There it was a DJ. Celebrity.
1: The family <laughs> comes in like they they came in in this horse drawn carriage to their own restaurant, so it was like an event showing up. Um, the family members, the friends are all standing there throwing confetti. There's a ritual element where, um, the boy will kind of take it. it, It's so it's got this string or twine or something, but there's a symbolic sort of crossing the line of from young, young man into young adulthood, let's say, or from young boy into young adulthood. And it's like crossing into, I am formally stepping into being a man. I am going to start, learning um adult things so it's like formal education that so it's like almost like leaving elementary school going to college sort of thing um from what i'm finding and so i i apologize if i'm not getting it exactly right but from the i mean that sounds good that sounds good places i was reading this is what it seems to be (laughs)
0: that sounds good
1: obviously a hell of a lot more interesting and a lot better place to be than some stuffy restaurant (laughs)
0: <laughs> exactly and then everyone agrees actually because they're all like yeah they're all having a good time and if it the business seems to have been saved so um then this is the part of the rom-com where the the, the main woman then realizes hey this slubby guy that I've been stuck with actually might not be that bad of a guy yeah. and look he's
1: got all these people that he loves yeah. and that love him and oh he's a good guy and okay and
0: then um okay now I have to ask because you so, full disclosure, I'm going off my memory from a couple of months ago when I ac- accidentally, quote-unquote, watched this movie. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> was this the movie, or am I thinking of something different, where Uma Thurman's dad uh, oh was mistaken? Was, she thought he was banging a younger woman, yes, but it ended up friend. being... The daughter of the yes. girl. Okay, so this was this movie. Okay, I was I was, I was getting confused with another damn rom com that we watched. No, it was odd. so. It Sam was this Shepard, movie. It was this movie. Okay.
1: Sam Shepard plays her father. Yeah. Whom she refers to as Wilder, which I okay. I mean, I don't. I didn't call my father Joe. I, I don't know. Mm. Um. So Wilder shows up, and Wilder's an odd character. They have oh, a yeah. weird <clears throat> relationship. He's got to be quirky. He's, I, I mean, I guess if it's Uma Thurman, you, your family has to be quirky. Yeah. But, so he shows up in her office and it's like he's there, but she doesn't even realize he's there. And then he just shows up to bring her, her mother's wedding dress, which was actually a lovely touch. I thought that was sweet. Oh, yeah. um But when she, so there comes a point when she is at home with him. Because she has a fight with Richard because this whole confusion, right, of whether
2: she's
1: falling for Patrick or what's going on. And we can get into the two men as as compared men tropes later. But (laughs) so she wakes up in her childhood bedroom and she looks she gets up and a girl is going down the stairs and she yells to her father and she's like, Wilder, your girlfriend is wearing my robe. And a woman comes out of the bedroom down the hallway and goes, well, actually, that's my daughter wearing your robe. And it was yeah. like, oh, that's awkward.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was wondering if that was this movie or not. Because I remember that happening at some point of my movie watching yep. in the last few months. And I can remember if it was this movie. Yes. Yeah, so that was an interesting scene.
1: Um, <laughs> I mean, it does culminate in them sitting together in the kitchen. And you see her father with this woman and you get the idea that her father is kind of a womanizer and has been. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Mom is out of the picture. Uh I get the impression mom passed away.
0: That's possible. Yeah.
1: He still has her wedding dress. He obviously is very affectionate about this wedding dress. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: later on when Uma Thurman is wearing the wedding dress, he thinks that she's beautiful. And I mean, I, there's a very nice affection there. Um, so it seems that once she does pass at some point, he became kind of a womanizer, and we get the impression that he womanized with very young women. Because if she's mistaken, yeah, the daughter, exactly. yada, yada. Yeah,
2: uh, yeah,
1: basically stuff that ended up on the cutting room floor and you think <laughs> through. Being as this movie is a major thinker, but um,
0: <laughs> um,
1: I promise that wasn't me with a lisp <laughs> saying stinker. It's that too, but it's a thinker as well. But. You know, there's this nice moment in the kitchen where Wilder and his girlfriend are kind of like cuddling with each other and like helping each other cook. And, you know, how come you didn't tell me? And he tells Emma that, well, I didn't say anything because I wanted to be sure because you've seen kind of a parade of women. And there's a little bit of a joke where the the girlfriend says, well, are you sure? And, you know, he says, well, I'm definitely sure. Like it was very sweet. Mm
2: -hmm. So
1: you get this impression that, okay, so this whole movie is going to be about. Dr. Emma learning about what real love looks like. Real love being the title of her book that she's releasing as this relationship counselor on the radio, and she's kind of harsh to these callers. She is, isn't she? She was.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, she told the one like you know Patrick's fiance, like, yeah, dump the guy and don't marry him. Like, well,
1: for one, they'd only been together five months.
0: Yeah, well, well, I mean, some people do that. I mean, that's, that's not. True. I don't that think that's true. that. I don't think that that's that true. insane. Now, if you said they got they met yesterday and they're gonna get married tomorrow, then okay, that's that's oh, different story. Oh, you mean story. the way? Okay. <laughs> Am uh-huh. I, did I miss something? I <laughs> oh, oh, I oh! Lie. I know what you're about to say. Okay, now I okay yes, <laughs> I I remembered. I remembered. Okay, we'll get to that. Um, uh, um, no, but uh, okay, so. Moving on, because uh, I do want to talk about the there's there's a part there's a point in every single one of these goddamn rom coms where the misunderstanding happens. Yeah. And I kept waiting for it and waiting for it and waiting for it and I kept waiting for I did I was trying to figure out what was it gonna be because it's like okay he had a kid hack into the the computer system. And you know, say that they were married. So, like, well, how is she gonna find that out? Like, did that on his
1: own? Let's be fair, because it did press. I guess.
0: I guess, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like Jeffrey D. Morgan could have been like, "No, nah, let's not do that." But the, he, he kind of encouraged the kid to do it. Well, so I'm I mean, gonna, the guy's
1: hanging out with this thirteen-year-old. I'm, like, I'm gonna, uh... I'm gonna put the
0: blame on him as well. Well, okay. anyway, so I kept like thinking, okay, how are they? How is she gonna find that out? That she yeah, made
1: explosion gonna happen. Yeah.
0: So when is it gonna happen? So there's this part where, uh, they have an argument at her job. Uh, as she's getting off the air and they're going down this elevator, they're arguing about the book because of her book saying that he doesn't, um, he's saying that she doesn't, uh, she only points out the bad things in relationships and she's not really, you know, qualified to, you know, judge other people's relationship of all the, of yeah, all she not does. not giving anybody any
1: positive. <clears throat> yeah.
0: Back. She just keeps doing all the negative stuff about it. But then uh, he kicks everybody out of the elevator Um, and then they start like making out in the elevator,
2: which was
1: actually kind of funny with the security guards watching them.
0: Yeah. And then this proceeds to, to them, um, um, uh, going to his place, uh, to, uh, well, I I mean, I'm jumping around a little bit here because this is the part where it happened, where the misunderstanding happened, but it wasn't, it wasn't what I thought it was.
1: Yes. So what happens is if you if if I can step in for a minute, because the chronology is getting a little scrambled here. So Uh. what happens is they have this situation in the in the elevator and, you know, they run up to the roof and she has this conversation with him where it's like, look, you know, this this can't happen. And he's trying to get her to be happy And he's, you know, he's talking this conversation about like, well, what does it mean to be happy? And she says, I don't know. And he says, well, isn't that your job? And it's a whole thing. And he leaves the annulment papers with her. So, you know, great. Here it is. Um, But then, like, she goes to bring them to Richard. And she's talking to Richard. And she's not sure anymore. She's confused. So he says, well, we need to take a couple of days and figure this out. He says, because I'm sure you need to be. And I'm not going to convince you to marry me. So, great. So, that's when she goes home and stays with her dad a couple of days. And then when she's at work, he shows up. The elevator mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. They go to the roof. You know, I, I've just gone in a circle. Um, this. <laughs> there comes a point where she gets in a fight with Richard. And she shows up at Patrick's door. Of course, in the rain. Oh, yeah. Okay. Of course, she's drenched.
0: Yeah, yep, and she's... the the and lovely then...
1: Indian family are like, "He's upstairs. He's upstairs." So she goes upstairs. Yeah, <laughs> they have a night, and so what you're talking about is the next morning. The so next morning, shower. She...
0: Yeah, and yeah. she goes to
1: throw something away. And P.S. Were you reminded of Griffin and Phoenix with this scene?
0: Yes, Ex- yes, exactly.
1: Is this how Bloomhouse picks his movies? I guess so. This exact scene
0: cuz it was almost identical it really was <laughs> so he's in the shower she's just like cleaning up the kitchen or something yep. and i'm thinking it's going to be she finds out about the computer hacking no in she finds in the trash uh, all the stuff related to his ex-girlfriend well, and no, he finds, uh, and he finds the invitations, the invitations. And yeah yeah the, the invitations about her. and emma yes and um and so then, that's when she she realizes <clears throat> that you know he's really doing all this to get back because she, she realizes he's married. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's right.
1: She finds the wedding invitation and she's like, "You're married," and he's like, "No, I'm not." Yeah. Like, that's when they are on the. And that's street. when they
0: reveal. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and he, then apparently he lives right down the street from where. Sophia the girl. Yes.
0: That was, was fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone like what? Block. <laughs> like how small of a block is this? Like it's it's his place where the ex girlfriend works, the firehouse. Like that's that's all he needs. He's <laughs> I mean, everything in his one well, block. Say,
1: like Rhode Islanders live in a small place. <laughs> like
2: come
0: on. <laughs> fucking new york city god damn yeah that's right he takes emma to like it's like see that girl i was engaged to that girl she called your show and you told her to break up with me right and then they got this huge fight and then they're like well we're never seeing each other again and then they like
1: because he calls she calls her out him out because he says look this is what happened and so you know i I don't remember how it came about, but it was like you know this thing happened because I wanted to take you down a peg. I wanted to show. I think he just says it. I think I don't don't think there's anything
0: happens. He just says it like like you told her to break up with me, and now I'm getting back at you.
1: Yeah, I think it literally
0: just came out like that.
1: Yeah, and then then, he says like I wanted to take you down a peg, and she was like, well, you did, and she walks away.
0: And then there's this scene where uh Richard shows up at the uh the soccer game and like kind of threatens Patrick. Yeah. Well, finally, <laughs> which, is, you know. which is hilarious because it's like Jeffrey Dean Morgan is this like six foot six, like tall, buff guy, and Colin Firth is like my height <laughs> well, I mean, British like, guy. Like,
1: let's talk about this for a minute, right? <laughs> because you have this 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 pairing, Um, and he's not that tall, by the way.
0: (laughs) He looks tall. He looks pretty big.
1: He's he's not. He all right. Wait. Uh, He's six one. Okay, Colin. Oh, what's Colin
0: Firth? Okay, Colin Firth.
1: Do you have it? I got it. I'm gonna have it fast. because I got IMDb up.
0: Six foot two. Okay, so they're about the same. They're the same
1: height. Okay. This is the thing. Like you look at this and you go, all right, but Colin Firth is not this beefy kind of guy
0: right yeah
1: some string bean but he's not a beefy guy beyond the fact that you have this element where we're gonna go down the the stereotype of because he's british therefore he's more intellectual
2: yeah yeah he's
1: more proper therefore he's more of a you know stick in the ass kind of guy um whereas jeffrey dean morgan doesn't have that uh that the words are escaping me, that way of speaking. He doesn't have that proper vocabulary. Like I
0: said. Yeah, yeah, he's he's just a regular New Yorker firefighter guy. guy. Yeah,
1: right. He's he's very representative of like blue collar guy, um, big teddy bear. He's got that charm, Um, you know, and Colin Firth is no slouch either, though, you know. So it's like you've got these two prototypes of, quote unquote, what women want, right, um,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: but Callan Firth's character, Richard is so feminized, you know, like you have this whole thing where Emma is constantly picking at him because he stress eats. Because oh yes. The, the chocolates.
0: chocolates are in his yes, yes, yes. And that's like, right.
1: You know, he's, they have the fight at the book release party. And they go into the kitchen for some privacy, and he's just constantly eating off of every plate that comes by. And she says things to him like, "Are you sure you want that? Like, are you kidding? I, if my husband said that to me, I'd smack him in the face. Like, oh. you don't say things like that. That's a guilt trip. <laughs> you know, like, are you really sure you want that extra? You know, helping? Are you? Yeah, 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 yeah. My that's, mom that's, says that too. That is
0: really, that is really." Um,
1: So I I found that really distasteful. I didn't like that. I thought that was using his proper nature, proper in quotes, against him. Like, oh, I need to talk you down because clearly you don't understand what it means to be you. And it's like, you know what, honey, F off. But then you've got Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who is this prototypical, you know, I'm surprised they didn't show the two of them while they were having sex. You know, him hurling her against a wall and
0: knocking the (laughs) The pictures off the wall. Yeah.
1: Because isn't that what you expect from a character? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, totally. 100%. Absolutely.
1: You you have this scene on the soccer field. I'm surprised Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character wasn't all muddied up.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: it, It took these cliche stereotypes. And didn't give the characters or the people, the actors playing these characters, any real respect. Yeah. Uh, But I did, it was interesting that Richard, his arc, I guess, was that he's not going to be the little prissy guy and he's going to go stand up to him. Um, It doesn't work. You know, like, it's kind of like, I see what you're trying to do, but ew.
0: I guess, to be fair to Colin Firth, he does end up, being a badass in the Kingsman. So Oh my god. I take back I take position. back what I what I just said. I take back what I just said. Uh, okay, so okay, so now we're at the part of the rom-com where they're mad at well, she's mad at him. I guess he's kind of mad at her and it's like how are they going to get back together? They're mad at each other. And then she's still going to marry Richard and it's the day the, the day of well, we get a scene before the wedding where Patrick calls the the, the station the radio show and yeah. says, you know, he still has feelings for her and thinks they can work oh, he it comes out. Right out with it, and yeah, he he, he lays it what all on the she line. know is
1: that I love her, and he, she's like, okay, and that's our time for tonight. Like, yeah, it's like, oh,
2: but see, and then, that's another
1: shitty thing to do. You know, like what is this romantic quote unquote trope? where you go to somebody's wedding the graduate him oh yeah ruin these plans how do you do that to some- This That's is
0: this stressful. is in every rom-com. Every horrible. rom-com I've ever seen this happens. Like it 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 has to, I think it just has to be a thing that happens.
2: Oh, it's awful.
0: Cuz it's the day of the wedding. Okay, and then okay, yeah, we got to talk about this cuz this is this is the stupidest thing I've seen. So, I
1: will actually say, though, I give Richard credit on this. And if they're going to do this at a wedding, I kind of don't hate what happened, except for the fact that it was silly.
0: Um, it's the day of the wedding. Uh, uh, Emma's there. She's in the dress and everything. And the family's there. Richard shows up. And yep. he's, like, half-dressed. And he's, like, I could tell... That if you marry me, you're going to be miserable for the rest of your life. Uh, you got feelings for Patrick. I'm yeah, just, he says. We're...
1: Hang on, because I did write this down. Because I thought that what he said was actually kind of classy. But um, he says, "Where is it? I love." Because he has the papers in his hand, the annulment papers, which means she did. He did not annul the the. the oh yeah,
0: yeah, hand. that's right. Yeah, and yeah. he
1: says, "I love you, Em. <clears throat> I'm clever enough to know when I've lost." Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, so you know what? He's a stand-up guy. He gets it. He's not going to force her to go through the wedding. That's fine. So then they're like – there's that comical moment where she's like, okay, so – do you want to tell everybody out there? And he looks and he goes, no, not really.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> and then, I wouldn't either. And then he gets some chocolate and then they leave and he leaves.
1: No, no, no. Yeah. He leaves because she gets the slick idea that she's going to light one of the pieces of paper on fire. And well, said, oh, okay. Drinkers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So then because
1: it'll call the fire department. And then here's another but, stupid thing. guys. <laughs>
0: I will admit this is really dumb. Like I don't think this is how fire departments work. Oh um, my god. I don't think. I mean, if someone out there is a firefighter, do you want to tell me otherwise, please by all means. But um so she yeah, she she sets off the sprinklers which sets off the fire alarm which sets off 911 and then they they get like the the 911 dispatcher says um Hey, the the fire department that Jeffrey D. Morgan works for, they're specifically asking for you to for your to go house. take care of this fire, and then they're like, "But that's like thirty minutes away, or something like that." Thirty a, minutes away, the and they're like, "Well, they still, to, they still asked you. They still asked you to do it." And this does not
1: happen. It can't because these alarms are automated. I have a friend who works in this hmm. industry. The idea with these things is it doesn't go to 911. You are connected to the nearest um, station. And so when your alarm goes off, when those sprinklers go off, the, uh, the there's no go-between. It immediately sets off an alarm at the nearest fire station, and they know that it's you, and they come to you. There is no person in between. Yeah. So I'm like, there is nobody to call. So,
0: to yeah. I thought the- that was a little goofy and it was like they like they, they they could have found as a writer I could have found a way to like solve that Yes, like you know they could have had the wedding take hell everything is on the same block as Jeffrey D. Morgan the wedding I could have mean. been next door to his Indian restaurant like, <laughs> like <laughs>
1: although, although I was watching it and I had this thought and I wrote it down in my notes and I went don't you dare even do this this is going to be so dumb because Richard was running late, yeah. and I'm like, F you, movie. Do not have Patrick show up instead oh. and <laughs> like, marry him. Like, what, the two of them got together for drinks because Richard was listening to the show and heard what he – no. I'm like, that's bullshit. Don't do it. Thank God, that's not what happened. Because that
0: really <laughs> would have me off. I think I almost would have preferred that over the let's just tell this fire truck thirty minutes away to come oh to this God. church. And so the fact
1: that every other firefighter he works with is totally on board with all of this and they think yeah it's cute. they're all like no, yeah because that's dangerous.
0: <laughs> yeah, so they're all dumb. they're all supportive of him and they're like yeah let's go let's go get this guy married. No. So they show up at the church and. Um, uh, they they end up uh, Patrick and Emma end up making up and whatever and then they they I guess use the facilities there. And they're like, hey, everyone's here already. Let's no, just... they
1: don't do any of that. They don't do any of that. They suge- <laughs> the suggestion is the epilogue, like the after scene after they have their cute little circular camera kissing moment. Yeah, um, it suggests time has gone by. I am going to give the writers credit and say they did not. Say they got married mm, right then and there,
0: I Frankly, think they, they did. did, I think they, they did, like, oh, I think they did. I think they did get married right then and there. I, don't I mean, think they were already wrong. there. Please she already had the dress on, oh God, please no, and you know, it yeah, they had the the said. priest, they had the family, they had well, uh, yeah, I'm i I'm sorry, you. no, I'm sorry, Lisa, I'm not budging <laughs> on this. I'm not budging on this. They got married right then and there,
1: look, I've watched this. <clears> this didn't just didn't get shown.
0: These I watched it too. Rules. Don't act like I didn't watch the movie. If I did.
1: Nobody, they're just... not really dead. If there's no wedding, <laughs> it didn't actually happen
0: yet. I, uh, no, we're disagreeing on that. It happened. You, you, can live in a fool's paradise if you want, but happily, it's, it's <laughs> that that's that's what happened. So we do jump to sometime later, oh, and we oh see God, she's she's pregnant on the radio.
1: But it's a, it's hidden at first. oh yeah of course they have to
0: be the reveal yeah of course they have to reveal at the very end yeah Yeah, and then that then that's that's uh, that's basically it they just live happily ever after yes until accidental husband two now he's married to another guy what (laughs) no okay (laughs) I don't think they're brave enough to make that I now movie. Now
1: pronounce you what is it, Chuck and Larry? No, no, pronounce
0: it Chuck. Yep, that's basically it. This is the prequel to that. Good. Hey, uh, yeah, they were a firefighter in that too. Huh?
2: Interesting. Were they really? I never
1: saw. One that of them one. was that,
0: a firefighter. Yeah. I'll wow. tell
1: you. I'm glad I forgot <clears> to put that on my list of doom because I still don't have to watch it.
0: <laughs> okay. Um. So, all right, Lisa, what I'm gonna, I'm gonna, story? I'm Anything gonna. we need uh, to talk about. I'm, I'm gonna break this to you easily.
1: Oh, heaven help
0: me. I didn't think this movie was that bad. I, but you have to you have to appreciate this fact. For about ten years of my life, I watched nothing but the shittiest god awful made movies that humanity has to offer. I mean, like, you know, I've I've watched like the Troll Twos and The Rooms and Uh, stuff Stephanie into the incinerator and murder (laughs) set pieces and uh, fucking everything in between. Okay, So I spent 10 years of my life maybe 11 we'll be around there watching shitty horrible movies made by assholes who rented a video camera from their aunt and filmed it in their backyard for like 72 hours on like a $3 budget. You have to appreciate that, okay? Of course. This is... By far, the, like, the Citizen Kane of movies that I have seen (laughs) in my lifetime. With that said, I am okay with never seeing it again. Right. It's not, like, the best movie ever. And, you know, but I was entertained. I thought Jeffrey Dean Morgan, like you said, was charming and was kind of funny in parts. And it was actually kind of funny in a lot of parts. Um. I did find Uma Thurman's character really insufferable, um. And
1: her character would have been different with a different actress. Um,
0: hmm, I don't know. I don't know who could have.
1: Because I don't dislike Uma Thurman. <coughs> have you ever no. seen Beautiful Girls? I have not. So this is this is another weird movie. Um, incidentally, also with Natalie Portman. Um, oh. it's like baby Natalie Portman. So it's a weird movie Also about some blue collar guys But um, Timothy Hutton Is a guy, he's a writer He goes home kind of for like a reunion Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: um, Michael Rappaport is in it And Matt Dillon is in it Mm -hmm. And Uma Thurman is in it And so it's kind of like a movie About nothing but it's sort of like A romantic comedy thing Rosie O'Donnell is in it, I'm trying to think of who else Hmm. Oh I can't place it Oh I have to look it up Um, So Uma Thurman's in this movie, and she's not insufferable in it. Like, she's not irritating. There's something about the way she plays Emma that really just grated on me. I just thought she was absolutely terrible.
0: It's like they told her to be, like, the stuck-up, you know, kind, quasi-rich person, and then she took it to 11.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's just... (laughs) I don't know, like the like Beautiful Girls has some incredible people like Lauren Holly's in there and Mira Sorvino, by the way, is who I couldn't come up with a second ago.
2: Mm, Um,
1: And it's sort of this it's a bunch of guys who never really grew up, you know, and the women in their lives and whether or not they can keep these women by getting their shit together. Um, It's a really cool movie. I'm really a fan of it. So okay. I mean I do like some romances and things like that. Yeah, but, yeah. You know Uma Thurman plays this <clears throat> you know she's she comes in she's kind she's got a boyfriend but he's not there yet and so Timothy Hutton's character is kind of infatuated with her and she's just kind of funky in her own way. Yeah. But what's really cool about her is that she honors her boyfriend. You know like she understands she's in with a bunch of guys who act like they're still in high school. And, you know, when Timothy Hutton's trying to make advances on her, she's kind of like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> but she doesn't do it in an asshole way. She's just she's very assured uh, assured in who she is. And that's something that's actually kind of cool about this movie, because it's sort of about the women knowing who they are and making the men sort of step up instead of just sort of lowering themselves to some of the idiocy, which sounds really crass. And I don't mean it to be. But um, <clears throat> She's a better actress than this accidental husband gave her the yeah, opportunity. To yeah, do. yeah, yeah. I prefer in her role like this.
0: I prefer her in Quentin Tarantino movies. If I'm going to be completely honest, do you know um, I've never
1: seen those two movies, the Kill Bill movies? I've never seen. Oh. Them.
0: I was going to say, you never seen Pulp Fiction? I've huh? seen
1: Pulp Fiction. Okay. I have not seen the Kill Bill
2: movies.
0: Yeah, you know. need to watch Kill Bill. I,
1: they might or... be on my list of doom, actually.
0: Why? Those are fucking amazing.
1: I, I First of all, I, I reiterate uh, Are let's... we going to fight? Are we going to no, fight, Lisa? I don't want to do fight, Lisa. Hope. I like you. Doom. I don't want to fight. The list of doom is not bad movies. <laughs> it's just movies I've avoided. And I don't well, think he care for martial arts movies. That's the problem. Oh, it is so
0: much more than a martial That's arts movie. I promise I, you.
1: I hope it's on the I list of so I
0: promise you. you. Uh, they are so good. I will say the first one's a little bit better than the second one, okay. but I still love both of them. I mean, I'm yeah. <sighs> okay. Anyway, back to this. Um <laughs> so I said my piece. I so yeah, I don't think this is that bad, but um, there are definitely better rom-com movies out there, oh, so many. and um, I'm not probably ever going to watch this again, and um, I would give, like, we don't rate stuff here, but I, if we did, I would rate it kind of around a two-ish, uh, just because that, that's my rating for, like, it's not terrible, but I'm not going to watch it again, so I, that's my thoughts on it what about you well like it sounds like you absolutely hated this movie
1: well i mean the problem is it's an insulting <laughs> film and i've watched some romances that are insulting and i love them so you talk about your guilty pleasure being where the heart is my <laughs> yeah. guilty pleasure is hope floats
0: okay and oh okay. my god
2: is this a terrible movie
0: <laughs> okay just, i'm not saying that i've not seen it so oh
1: it's so smushy it's not oh, even a comedy man. it's just smushy oh,
0: geez. um
1: but I love it. I think it's I think it's a wonderful movie. I enjoy okay. it. I know it's terrible. I don't care. Um, okay. so I don't need movies to be hugely intellectual, but I do need it to do right by you know the the people who are in it. and I just feel like the people who are yeah. in this film were not given characters to work with, and there really was nothing they could do on their own either. um so and again, we watched Griffin and Phoenix, which was this like. I mean, I feel like an idiot even saying it, but it's it's a cancer romantic comedy, and it yeah. was it was a better film than this.
0: Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I have a god. Which one do I? I don't. Know. I mean, yeah. I guess if I if you put a gun to my head and you say which would I rather watch again, I would probably watch Griffin Phoenix again over this. Yeah. Even though I think this is funnier, like by a long shot. And I remember saying in that episode, which was episode one, um, that, go back and
1: listen if you haven't heard it.
0: Absolutely. You can go do that. Um, it was the most depressing goddamn thing ever. And I was like really sad after an and I had to like watch a bunch of comedies afterwards to cheer mm-hmm. myself up. Um, but if I, if I, in terms of rewatching, I would rather we re- rewatch Griffin and Phoenix than accidental husband, I suppose. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Uh, do you have any, any other thoughts or is that it? You good. You all, you tied it all up in a bow there.
1: I think we've covered it.
0: Okay. So, uh, in terms of, uh, Bloomhouse productions, here's an interesting note, Lisa. We are leaving the OOs. We say goodbye to the OOs. We are now going into the 2010s. Ah. Uh, I don't know what they are. The aughts. Yeah. The Ots, Thank you. Aughts. Yes. We're going into, we're going into the 2010s. Um, This is probably the era that Jason Bloom's going to discover himself and realize his um, true potential in a film producer. But before we get to that, we have to endure The Rock as the Tooth Fairy. Here's a trailer for the next movie. He doesn't believe in fair play. <laughs>
2: Meet the future, of our a franchise.
0: Yeah, is there an uh, old-timers game today?
2: One day, I'm gonna play hockey in the big leagues just like you. Here's
0: the deal, Gabe. Lower your expectations. <gasps> and he doesn't believe in fairy tales. I
2: tooth is gone! But there's no money!
0: Tess, let's just get this out of the way. There's no such thing it's as...
2: So. Here it is.
0: <laughs> but he's about to receive...
2: Mr. Thompson.
1: You, sir, are guilty of killing dreams.
0: The ultimate penalty.
1: You are hereby ordered to serve time as a tooth fairy.
0: Now, the meanest man in hockey... Raise
2: your right hand. I swear to perform the duties of a tooth fairy. ...is about to discover... Get him into flying school. <laughs> oh, you better not know anything. Put me down! <laughs> in order to succeed... Shrinking pace. Shrinking <laughs> pace. Visibility spray. Nice. You have to believe.
0: Ah! Cataway. This thing will come in very handy. You're not exactly embracing the tooth fairy spirit. Are you kidding me? I'm embracing it, but all right. But I'm doing it. My way.
1: On January 22nd.
0: Mm. Just here for the tooth, sir. Just the tooth hmm You can't handle the tooth. Who are you? I'm the tooth fairy. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah! Um, um, what is this?
0: Can I get a little help here? Hey, good luck out there, buddy. OK. Get ready to believe in magic. You
1: might just be the worst Tooth Fairy ever.
0: Ah! It's like your brain is in a penalty box. And let your imagination... Ah! Where's your car? No car. Let's go. ...take flight.
2: <laughs>
0: Dwayne Johnson, Ashley Judd, Billy Crystal, and Julie Andrews. Tooth Fairy. Amnesia dust. Yeah, all right. Come on. That's how it works. That's how what works. Amnesia dust. That's how it works. That's how what works. Never gets old. <laughs> oh boy are we gonna have fun with that that's
2: a long trailer
0: (laughs) two minutes and 32 seconds long (laughs) um yeah we're gonna have fun with that uh in the next episode of between the oh that's such an unfortunate name for this podcast we're getting there i promise that is going to be, we'll next. be invested
1: <laughs> in the scares shortly <laughs> enough.
0: Yes, we will get to there, I promise. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to this. You should go to rabbitholepodcast.com. That is where you can listen to every podcast under the Rabbit Hole Podcast umbrella. You got whatever Jason Soto, top five A through Z, the newly minted siblist. Um, a lot of good stuff coming up on there, rabbitholepodcast.com. So uh, until then, uh, I'm Jason Soto.
1: I'm Lisa
2: Leahy
0: and we'll see you next time. Copyright 2021, Rabbit Hole Podcast. RabbitholePodcast.com